Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It, you don't have to get to me at all. I want to I re- listen to I, you. I want to get to you. So it occur a thought occurred to me and, I, and maybe you might be able to answer this question or maybe somebody, one of our listeners. And by the way, you're listening to the Keith Walsh podcast with Mike Marin, my friend Mike. He's over in Clare. I'm in Kildare. You're very welcome. A friend of mine listened to this the other day. He says, I really enjoyed your podcast. I don't know how I ended up listening to it. It was really good. But I, I kept rewinding it to find to, to get to the intro. I didn't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> so uh, if you're listening, Roll, you're very welcome. This is uh, that's that's yeah. Mike and, and I'm Keith. It's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going. There's some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's the Keith Walsh podcast. Give you energy like Buckfast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh podcast. Yeah. Three lines on the shirt. Jules remain still gleaming. Thirty years of hurt. Do, 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 do. Hi, Mike. Oh, I can hear you. Could you not hear me at the start? Fucking hell, that's no, I couldn't hear you. What were we saying? I was singing uh, <clears throat> three lines on the church. Three felines on the church. I was singing three lines roads in Perth I was singing hi Mike how are you <laughs> anything but three lions Fuck it. what is it about the uh, the English football team it's you know uh, we I yeah I know there's a national sort of thing and everybody loves Italy all of a sudden and there's whatever but loads of people like you I mean you support some I would imagine some English premiership side do you I am a Manchester United supporter, yeah. And and you wouldn't shout for England. Most of those guys play for Man United, don't they? I would. I would. I hope England. Or would wins. you shout for England? Jesus, am I? Am I just? Oh wow! I, there was a massive assumption on my behalf. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would shout. I don't I, my, hope they win. Myself and my and Finn, my son, have been watching the matches, and we've been uh, like he he likes Manchester United, and he likes a lot of the English footballers, like the young lads, like Phil Foden and Rashford, and they're all good guys. They're good kids. I tell you what, forget about England, forget about the country, forget about the the, the government, forget about whatever that bunch of lads, and I think Gareth Southgate as well. They all seem like a decent bunch of people, and uh, I'm I'm rooting for them. My favorite player is a young man called Luke Shaw who uh, had a double leg break a few years ago and has come back and played under Jose Mourinho, who didn't rate him at all and is a bit of a dick to him and survived all that and is now playing the best football of his career. 
And uh, I just, you know, I'm, I'm just a fan of that bunch of players. So I hope they do well. No, as, as do I, I suppose. But the only reason I wish them not very well is because of their supporters. Yeah. Uh, oh, fucking hell. I mean, it is atrocious. They should have... Vile. They shouldn't have gotten rid of... Uh, this is a controversial opinion. They shouldn't have gotten rid of, rid of football hooligans. They should have allowed the Chelsea firm to kick the shit out of the Nottingham Forest fans when they came down. That would have gotten rid of... Now it's all directed at young girls crying on the screen because they're German. And Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's gone... It's been directed outside now, whereas it used to be like the West Ham boys would get the, the Brummy boys when they came down sat and they get them smashed the reds in. Now it's like, oh, we hit... You know, it's all outward. <laughs> And, and and yeah, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of but but also like that team. There's a lot of uh, a lot, there's three or four of them whose parents would would have been Irish. Uh, obviously, a lot of uh, immigrants from you know Africa and all from all over the world. They're a multicultural team, and there's a lot of racist fans. Like it's the most bizarre situation. Like uh, how I, I, how I can you boo? It. How can you boo your team? I think we said this last week. You boo your team for taking the knee that you've mm-hmm. paid good money to go and support. And you boo them for taking the knee against being racist or having racism in the sport and sort of whatever. And boo Harry Kane for having a rainbow patch on his armband for LBGTQ month or whatever it was last month. And, and you boo them for that, but then you want them to, to win on penalties. You know, it's oh, it's a conundrum. It the, is a conundrum. Like, also these fans, like it's like they are the thickest fans. Like they're angry. <laughs> like the, it's the it's yeah, the yeah. it's the worst combination. Like angry and thick, but like probably just angry and frustrated because they're so thick. I don't know, but like read the room. Like do not boo. Like. Christian Eriksen almost died on the pitch. He's a Danish player. Like, don't boo the Danish national anthem. The world will be against you if you do that. Like, have a bit of cop on at least. You know what I mean? Even if you secretly hate the Danes, don't tell anybody. Like, this tournament is all about everybody loving the Danes because of that terrible thing that that happened. And, like, they're just... Not only are they angry, but they're thick. But maybe the anger comes from the thickness. I don't know. Probably does. It's like a child who can't sort of um, sort of get the words out and they get frustrated because they don't know how to express themselves. Yeah. They just don't want any people that aren't like them. But then they realize that like nine of the 11 people that are playing for them on the pitch are not like them. And it's like, oh, how do I round that circle or square that circle or... But- but to be like when I look at oh. when I look at when I look at uh, even if you look at the guys who were who didn't do very well in the elections in Dublin South uh, yesterday, the Nationalist Party, uh, and you're looking at them, and these guys are like purporting to be like intelligent and to know things and to know you know that, <laughs> that the reason we have a, a the reason we have a, a housing crisis is because of all the immigrants and all this kind of stuff, and they've got all these facts and figures, and you feel like saying to them, do you not know that you were told by somebody that black people are different to us and are less than us so that they could continue to keep them as slaves, that, that you are the stupid one listening to the, like you're being, you were being fed lies and you're believing it. Like, are you thick? And I, I just, I, I don't know, but sure, look, there'll be no, there's no explaining. 
There is no explaining. And they'd be the first people saying, listen, the Americans should really, uh, you know, they, they should really keep as many Mexicans out. But the lads in Ireland, they're only doing a bit of building work. <laughs> you know, the lads, the Irish lads in New York. Yeah. I give yeah. them a green card, lads, because they're, they're one of us. We built that country. Oh, no. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ridiculous is right. Oh. I was, you know what I was thinking about? Um, and, and and then I get to all your uh, all your you've got lovely oh, you, 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 you had a great week. You don't have to get to me at all. I want to I listen re- to I, you. I want to get to you. So it occurred a thought occurred to me, and I, and maybe you might be able to answer this question, or maybe somebody, one of our listeners. And by the way, you're listening to the Keith Walsh podcast with Mike Marin, my friend Mike. He's over in Clare. I'm in Kildare. You're very welcome. A friend of mine listened to this the other day. He says, I really enjoyed your podcast. I don't know how I ended up listening to it. It was really good. But I, I kept rewinding it to find to, to get to the intro. I didn't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> so uh, if you're listening, Roll, you're very welcome. This is, uh, that's, that's Mike yeah. and, and I'm Keith. I don't know what, why it occurred to me, but I was thinking about America joining the Second World War particularly and i was wondering because you know the way like there's if you think of america it's made up of like we think of america for, obviously from the irish point of view we think of a lot of irish americans built you know we fucking yeah. built american man oh yeah, yeah but 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 you know the dutch the germans the english like these are the french these are all the people that created america i was just wondering what would there have been internal pressure on america to not join the war against germany from people within america you know uh because if you think of the irish vote in america and the strength of the lobbying maybe from irish descendants of irish politicians was there maybe you're the wrong person to ask but i just wonder was there ever because it took them a while to join in um you know is was there was there any is there a big german no that's that's a very that's a huge that's a very interesting because everyone you meet from America, if they're not of Irish extraction, they're from G- of German extraction mainly, yeah. or else they're related to the founding fathers, which were a bunch of religious racist bigots. But that aside, from Northern um, Ireland, the German people. You're quite right. Why didn't why didn't <laughs> Scotland to Northern Ireland and out there because nobody else wanted them. Just push them west, lads. Keep Scotland on going. Northern Keep Ireland. On. <laughs> Just a jump, Wisconsin. Um, yeah, I mean that—that that is a very interesting. I wonder if there's any research on that. There must be because there was there must have been a, a German vote. You know, somebody must be out appealing to Germany for a vote because you hear about the Jewish vote being huge and the Irish vote being huge, but you never hear about the German vote. Maybe they're just kind of like quiet. Hmm. And, it, it just occurred to me that I wonder why there isn't like yeah, because the Jew the Jewish people are very powerful in America, so they yeah. say um especially in places like hollywood but um yeah you never really hear about the german i mean maybe if we were in germany we'd hear more about it but it's an interest i wonder it, maybe there's been books written on it i need to i need to look into it or maybe i'll write the book having no knowledge about american history or german history or that much much about world war ii i'm just going to start writing the book going this the, my, my book will be like, look lads i don't know much about this but Here's, but hear me out. <laughs> you could do it in the voice of Aaron Neville. I don't know how much. I know the Germans. Let me why they entered the war late. Well, you see, I think getting back to the Irish and the Jewish thing, they persecuted nations are 
very good at lobbying. Mm. So you think about the, the Jewish people that were sent over there or found their way over there. And you think about the Irish people who left here from the famine, who were pretty much sent over there or found their way over there. We then realize that, you know what? We're in this new world and there's a load of shit over in the other place, which you think is home and it's supposed to be great, but it's actually not. So let's make this place better. So they somehow have a stronger voice when they get to the new world. Yeah, possibly, um, possibly they're more determined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and on a side note to that, I was listening to this guy talking about, I, I think it was the history, might have been the history show. Could have been Miles Dungan. I don't know. It was a guy talking about a book and he was talking about emigration uh, after the famine and he was talking about the coffin ships and he was going, you know, you know, they weren't called coffin ships. Like we, they were, it's only uh, retrospectively we call them coffin ships. And I was going, fucking right. Could you imagine like going down to the harbour and go, <laughs> anyone for the last seats on the coffin ship? Why is, it, why is it called a coffin ship, good sir? Oh, no reason. Uh, it's not called a coffin ship. Did I say coffin ship? A luxury liner. <laughs> that floating hearse. <laughs> boat of death leaving now. Did you say boat of death? No, sorry. I meant liner, cruise liner. About to... <laughs> Just Speak, I tell you what, speaking of, of uh, cruise liners... Uh, Mrs. Marin and I, um, who I mentioned quite a lot, who do. doesn't like, like being mentioned. Anyway, she was actually very funny about you the other day. She, I caught her listening to the podcast and she's catching up. And she was listening to the one about you talking about some American doctor who says that there's nothing, there's nothing in kale or whatever. And he's got his own spirulina. And, and she turned around and said, I bet you he's going to buy that fucking spirulina. And then you went, so I bought some spirulina. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like fucking and she's sitting there going fucking idiot I bet she's going to eat fucking spirulina from this guy who charges him 50 quid for it but anyway talking about cruise ships his, and his coffee. product his product is called Ion and I haven't bought it yet but I will <laughs> I bought spirulina separately <laughs> yeah, anyway go on thanks Alian you know me too well it was just it was one of those moments um <laughs> We've been sitting down of an evening, and um, if there's half an hour when we've got to sit down, she's learning Portuguese on the one of those apps. Oh, for, like for, Duolingo or something, is it? Or? Yes, Duolingo. Brilliant. Most annoying app ever. Da -da. When she gets a little, she reaches another bit, it goes, da -da. and then it gets to laser eye surgery. She has to listen to the adverts and stuff because she's got the free bit, so it's quite annoying. But that 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 aside... Oh, I was just going to announce Duolingo as our new sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'll just, I'll just ring my agent. Yeah, yeah, the Duolingo thing is off. Yeah, all right. Thanks for that. Right. Yeah, Woody's. Yeah. Yeah, try Woody's. All right, bye-bye. He's looking into what he's a sponsor. You have to mention okay. the garden more. All right, go on. Um, anyway, sorry. It's okay. So we we've been taken to watching. I I said it almost by mistake as a, a record series, and it was the cruise on BBC Four television. I think it's on every night at seven o'clock, and it's the thing that made Jane McDonald um very very popular. But it was in nineteen ninety four. It's actually started being filmed in 93. So it would have been around the time when we met. And what I couldn't get over is people, their fucking skin was so bad in the 90s. What was that all about? What do you mean? Her skin, 
everybody else's skin on the maybe they just didn't wear makeup or anything or whatever but everybody she's in contact with the barman the dj the other singers the entertainment people maybe it's just living on a boat makes your skin really bad but everybody even her boyfriend enric who came over from north of england to spend like to new year's eve we are like on the cruise she's the only woman in the world that can't pronounce cruise as well <laughs> <laughs> to cruise so <laughs> there's an extra t in there but yeah but her, her, not just her skin, but everybody else's skin is really, really bad. The 90s, we all look like shit. All the people that are on the boat turning up all look horrible. And is it, married. is it like spots and flaky skin and blotchy? Yeah. And yeah, okay, right. I wonder what the, what was going on. I'd, I'd say, yeah, I don't know. I'm afraid to say, you know, <laughs> some hairbrained cockamamie. Not enough spirulina. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just that they all look. I mean, it's not just the people that live on the boat, it was the punters as well. They were all just so unhealthy, and their skin looks blotchy and everything. However, she is just a tonic. You know, she's puking up into her champagne glass as she's before she goes on because she's so nervous. And she walks out and goes, Oh, when I was a little girl, I had a puppy, and it's like knocking out the old Ike and Tina hits and uh power of love you know oh she's just it's stunning television okay i'll have to uh, yeah. uh, and they're re- and they're replaying it on bbc3 or bbc4 are they bbc4 replaying the whole lot it is it's a tonic it's a gin and tonic for the eyes man so. i've got to, I, i'm catching up to do because i haven't i haven't watched jeremy clarkson's farm yet jeremy's oh. farm and uh and now i have to go back and watch the cruise i would have watched a bit of the cruise at the time i'd say but uh, yeah Everybody did. It, it was one of the things that you watched on television. It was one yeah. of the first of its type, wasn't it? Kind of those, um, you know, fly on the wall. Yeah. But did you, they, did you did you ever watch the one that came later with the guy who owned the hotel down on the coast somewhere? I'm not. It might have been Bournemouth. He drove a sports car, and it was a kind of a three star hotel, maybe two plus hotel. I think it was called the hotel, and. It was kind of it wasn't doing great, but he was sort of like trying to keep it going. He was uh, he reminded me sort of of um, your man who owned the strip club, not oh, Rhinos, the other guy. Yes, yeah. Stringfellow, a bit of a Stringfellow type character. Do you remember that watching that? I, I do. Yeah, that's that's coming back with a groggy memory. I don't think I, I watched it as intently as I watched the cruise. Yeah. And we, we'd have been all over it because, I mean. They they even had the uh, the hotel um, guest services coordinator, and one of the people was starring Jane Goodman. And I'm thinking, who's this Jane Goodman? And I run I remembered her all those years ago, and she was a moaning woman from North London who came on, and her raison d'être for being on that cruise was to get another cruise for free. She fucking moaned about everything, and she had a teddy bear that she insisted on taking everywhere with her. And the teddy bear used to get fed. So they used to set a table for the, the teddy bear at the captain's table and stuff. It was just fucking embarrassing television, but brilliant. Must watch. So she was just a character that you remember that was just a moany bitch that was just trying to get, get a free yeah. cruise by, by complaining. And I remember all those years ago, I remember her. And then she came back into focus this week. And it was like, oh, my God. I remember, you know, dealing with people like that. Jesus, you know, all they wanted when they got there was to moan and get a free night or get something. Show me something. She's going, show me some champagne. Show me some respect. Nobody's given me anything yet. This has gone to the wrong island. This boat is going to the wrong island. 
and it says like in the brochure weather dependent and it's like yeah but we had to come south not whatever to we could fly into a tornado if you want to or drive drive or sail into a tornado but poodle, no poodle we're going to go to this poodle at four miles an hour whilst you eat yourself stupid <laughs> and that gave you a bit of that gave you a bit of ptsd did it mike you know what it did i started watching that and I, i'm wondering whether that's why i became so rattled this week tell the me wheels about, yeah tell me about your week mike the wheels have kind of fallen off oh fucking uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're like, yeah, tell me, wallow in the misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How bad was it, Mike? How bad was it? Was it terrible? Was it really bad, Mike? Was it the worst? Was the worst week of your life, Mike? Oh, were you crying? Did you cry at all? Are you crying now? Is that tears? Is that tears? Are you here now? Are you welling up? That's sweat. That's all right. Um, I think it was all. I was all fine till Tuesday or Wednesday. When I got some relatively bad news that an uncle of mine was gravely ill. And this uncle of mine is younger than my dad. He's one of my dad's brothers. And he just, you know, he subsequently died over the weekend. Well, and, con- condolences, Mike. Thank you very much. It's all, it's all very, very sad. And, uh, you know, it's left my dad a bit shook. And I think that's what's made me a little bit shook. And I literally got the call about it, that he wasn't too well just before I met our executive producer here, Burgle Firk, and his lovely family at the Cliffs of Moher. So I wasn't with it at all. And I probably, I can't actually remember saying anything. I was like, you know, when you're just fuzzy and you just think, oh, I, I, I need to see this guy. And I, I just followed him around like a little lamb. He's an attractive man. He's got an attractive family. So I just followed them around and just wanted some of their show business off them, you know, because they are, uh, he's very tanned and he's got lovely legs. And he's exceptionally tall. That's the other thing. <laughs> he, he, he's, a, he's, a big, he's big into the running, so he, he's out in the air and getting taking the sun. He takes the sun well. He does take the sun well. His lovely, his lovely wife, Diana, was there as well, and she was in a poncho. She, wasn't feeling, she was feeling the cold, I think, as were the three lovely kids, whose names I've forgotten now, and I'm hoping you're going to be able to reel them off really quickly. I... <laughs> Burgle Firk is a very private man. He's our executive producer, but he likes to keep his private life private. Quite right. Quite right. I was only joking. Of course, we didn't want to bring any children into this whole situation, but he had three lovely children. with name off his family where he lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His telephone number. Here's his email address. (laughs) I think we might have to edit that bit out. Anyway, um, so I met him and um, we did have a nice little walk around and whatever, but I was just, I was rattled. And then that afternoon, all day before I'd met him, I'd been um, reading about bees and the All-Ireland Pollinator Plan about bees and species of bees and stuff like that. So I was kind of, I was rattled from reading that. I got this bit of bad news and then I thought, oh, Jesus, okay. And then I went to do a video training thing. So we're all, there's a, there's, we're all being filmed. There's a group of us being filmed next week. And we just wanted to go through our lines in front of people so that we're not embarrassed, you know, that sort of thing. And, and sort of give our spiel about the bit that we were doing. And I just couldn't get any words out at all. I was like, I was just muddled and kerfuffled and just, yeah, got hot and sweaty and sort of like, oh, fucking hell. Just, you know. 
and grief and bad news is a sad old thing. Yeah, that's a that's a double whammy. That's a like like that's yeah that's that's hit you in the solar plexus there, Mike. I think it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I, I don't. I knew this guy, you know, and it's it's very rare. It's not rare that people know people that die. Of course, it's not. That's a stupid thing to say. But you know, that it's it's rare for me to know people that die. Yeah, and it's it's you know, and I I find the whole funeral thing quite stressful. And I think everybody does. I think people who like a funeral are uh, well. Some people, alcoholics, like a good funeral, but uh, some some people don't. I don't like a good Lots funeral. Lots of people. Some people don't like funerals. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and very soon after, I managed to land one of my colleagues deep in shit. Oh. Yeah. Which which I haven't done for a number of years. Um, I wouldn't have been the sort of person that goes out hanging people anyway. I would try and sort of say, listen, can we just... But, oh, and I hate this copying people in on emails and stuff like that. And I, I can't be doing with it. Somebody copies me in an email. Fuck, I'm not interested. Um, I'm not a, I'm not the hanging type because I've been hung all my life out to dry and people I've been dodging bullets. That's what I do. Um, but this particular person had done something that wasn't supposed to be done, but wasn't their fault. It was just that something hadn't sort of changed, which enabled them not to be able to do it. And I mentioned it to somebody and then that other person took it as a, a campaign and went and sort of, and I was like, Oh, sort of, being caught in the crossfire of somebody else's issues. And I'm like, oh. fucking hell. Yeah. And I can't shake it. I just cannot shake it. I woke up this morning. I thought I'm going to forget about that now. No, I can't actively forget about it. And I don't know what to do, Keith. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a diddly of a pickle. I, I wonder because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm back in the work in the sort of, not the office environment because I work from home, but like, I'm in that world of like, oh, yeah, don't, you know, getting kind of getting in trouble for things that aren't done properly. Or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, when yeah. something isn't done properly or there's a client or there's a person at the end of it and they're kind of like not completely satisfied, satisfied or there's something that went wrong. And that's all you can fucking think about. And you can't think about all the work yeah. that you did. that was like really great. It was just that one little thing that they went, well, actually, this was, you know, it, it, it's how do you. And I'm this. I'm probably the same as you. I'll carry that with me, and I'll I'll mull it over, and I'll be upset by it, and I'll want to like immediately fix it. Or, and I don't know. I mean, it, like what that is, or whether I mean, I think your situation. You feel like you dobbed somebody in it. Do you know what I mean? You feel like you fucking hung someone out to dry. You didn't really mean it. You're just like chatting about something. Someone else, you know, sort of. It's almost like you feel like uh, you're a telltale kind of. That's the that's, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. And and I know that that other person then has been because somebody went above somebody's head, and it's like, oh Jesus, yeah. And and now I know, you know, and I I can't just I can't phone them up and say, listen, I I I, I just can't. And I, I would say to somebody else, I was trying to think this morning, what would I say to somebody else if they came to me with this diddly of a pickle? I would probably say, just fucking, you know. Pick man up, up pick up yeah. the phone man up is not a thing to say woman up i would say to myself or lgbtq up Personal. and phone them and uh say listen but i just think we're kind of past that now and the dust has to settle on the whole thing before it even becomes a thing that you can mention again 
But I would say, I would say you could say, listen, I'm still, I'm still carrying this around me. I still feel really bad. So I just want to, I just, just wanted to chat to you about it and just apologize or whatever for my part. And I'd say that'd be okay. But, but, but obviously, obviously you don't have to man up, but you don't have to like, you know, do, do whatever you want. But, but there has to be some sort of, I don't know what, I don't know what the recovery process is. You know what I mean? Contrition. Is that the word? It's not really contrition. It's just like you feel like there's someone out there who thinks something ba- bad of you. Yeah, I, that, and that's the worst thing. I don't give a shit about them getting shafted. Yeah, but it's so it's not. <laughs> it's not contrition. It's not like you want to. It's just that you want to talk to them and you want to have had that chat with them and you want to know that they're okay. And then you're like, okay, we're well, cool. And then you can move on with your life. But yeah. if you if you don't do that, you're probably like you could just message them and go or send them a voice. Not oh, oh no 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 you see you need to be you need to be this is somebody i wouldn't normally sort of speak to you see so it's oh it's, and that's even that's even worse isn't it we're supposed to know how to do things now you know you you only kind of voice message somebody if you kind of know them um and then the inference of your voice might be wrong so it might that fuck they might get the thing and go fuck him he's laughing about it <laughs> you know which is what I do. I'd giggle through it, and then, like writing something down, then can be read a million ways. If the person wants to be offended, they can be offended. So it's just it's a, a yeah. And then talking to them face to face, just I'm yeah. I, think. I am much better now. I will def I will always check in with people if I'm feeling uncomfortable about something. I go listen. I'll send them a message or I'll I'll give them a call. I say look, I'm not this. This isn't sitting right with me, and uh, I just want to chat about it and. That's it. It just gets. It just deals with it, you know. Like in work, since I started the job, if there's something that's just, I feel, if I'm, if I'm, if something's going on and feel uncomfortable, I'll just ring somebody and go, "Look, I don't feel there's something weird here." And then they'll go, "Such, such a fucking weirdo." There's nothing weird going on here, like you weirdo. And then I go, "Okay, Grant, I'm just being a weirdo." So, it kind of, you know, it helps. But, but you should, you know, you shouldn't feel pressured into doing that either. If that's not, if that's outside your comfort zone. So it's, but, but the thing, the great thing for me, Mike is because uh, I was, I was chatting to my, <laughs> it, it makes good radio. <laughs> yeah. This is great for the podcast for, um, I was chatting to my therapist, Luke during the week. Cause I had, oh, a, few, well, I had yeah. a few issues. I had a few things that were rattling around. Uh, I was talking to him about, you know, going to Athlone and how I felt afterwards. And he said, it's probably just going back to where you grew up and you know, the association with any, anything bad that might've gone on there. And uh, so it was good, really good to talk to him. But like, I, I can all, if there's shit going on, if there's stuff builds up, I can always check in with him and go, look, look, are you free for a chat this week or whatever? And uh, it's just even knowing that he's there, that I could if I wanted to. And then if I really need to, I can check in with him. And uh, yeah, this week was good because at the end he's going, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you got, I'm glad you checked in with me because, you know, we might chat next week as well. And maybe the week after as well. We might keep chatting for a few weeks <laughs> of everything that was going on. But uh, but it's 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 like the thing about therapy is, I mean, people, you know, people when you talk about therapy, people tilt their heads and they're like, oh, mental health and blah, 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 blah. but it's it's fucking great. It's a, it's a great facility. It's like it's it's yeah. like you know, it's like uh, uh, just to have that just the knowledge that I have that and I can just check in and just like, if there's shit going on in my head, I mean, and sometimes you need, and, and Mike, you should think, think about it. I don't want to get heavy on you, but if this is the first person that you know very well, that's related to you and related to your dad and all that kind of stuff, that's, that's like that kind of grief and that kind of shock can be, uh, can be tough to deal with. And it, it's hit you for six. And, 
do talk about it. I'm not saying talk to a professional about it. You know, maybe don't talk to me about it because I don't give a shit. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. It's, it's a terrible time to make a joke. <laughs> but uh, but um, I, I was was I telling you about I was listening to Tommy Tiernan talking about uh, talking about. <laughs> he went to a, he went to a guy who he thought was a friend, you know. But it's it's I think it's hard when you're famous because you don't know who's your who's your friend and you know have you made a new friend with this person or are they just an acquaintance or how do they see you or do they see you as a famous person yeah. or do they see you as a friend? And you know he sat down with this guy and he's going, I'm having this fucking you know this start talking about this issue he was having and your man goes, and have you no friends you can talk to about it? <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> I'm fucking talking to you about it. Now, <laughs> but but I could see what your man meant by it. He meant like, oh Jesus, yeah, yeah. Have you known? You know, surely you don't count yeah. me as a friend. Have you, like, it's terrible that you've no one you can talk to because you're famous or whatever. But uh, so, um, I understand that we're talking about it now, now Mike. And uh, but uh, yeah, I th- just watch it. Just watch yourself. Yeah, and it's funny. It, it kind of crept up, but it's not that you know. I I wasn't. I didn't live in this guy's pocket or anything i was just you know he's that i've got lots of uncles and lots of aunties i mean i got lots of uncles and lots of aunties so we never really knew any of them that well yeah i was only working it out that if my parents went to see either one of their brothers or sisters every weekend we'd be nearly 27 or 28 weekends into the year so half of their year Half, you know, six months every weekend, they'd be going to see a relative. It's an awful lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you don't really get to know them that well. And and families can be fucking weird, toxic places. But the point is. uh... (laughs) (laughs) You need to go see Luke. (laughs) Talk to Luke again. I'm just like, yeah. Uh, But the the point is that it's, it's somebody, your father's age. You know, it's like it's like shit. That generation are dying now. And yeah. Now it's and I was getting close to me, as in like, it's people like I'm. It, it, this is our reality for the next while, yes. Mike. You know, and that's a, that's a that's a that's a um a line in the sand or a a moment. You know, uh, where you're like, oh shit, okay. Um. So yeah, it, it can it can be. It, just make sure you talk to somebody about it, Mike. Someone find a friend. <laughs> I'll have to make some first of all. <laughs> well, I send Fergal down again. Dude, I should have just chatted to Fergal. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk to the birds and the bees down there? <laughs> Speaking of birds, he got to see some puffins anyway. Did he? Uh, yeah, yeah. And all, all the lads got to see some puffins, which is good. good he didn't news. see one uh, having its entrails ripped out by a no, no, no. We didn't see any any of that sort of action at all. But there I was. I came home the other night, and I I was then again reading the All Ireland Pollinator Plan for this thing I'm doing at work um, about pollinators and birds and bees, literally about the birds and bees. And um, it's this thing, and it talks about the amount of bees we've got in this country, and how many species of bees do you think we've got in Ireland? Like, there's the bumblebee, and that's it. Then there's the wasps, and I get them confused. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, so you the the, <laughs> the wasps are completely different. They're not bees. That's 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 the first thing. Um, 
So there, there's over 90 species of bee in this country. Wow. What, right. The, the, the main ones that are the honeybees that we have, the regular honeybees, right? But there's, there's another 19 or 20 species of bee, bumblebee or bee, should I say, I'm, you're getting me mixed up now, that, um, who actually have hive and they'll, they'll, um, they'll swarm and whatever. Um, and then there's another 70 species who are solitary. There's lots of like cuckoo bees who will do what the cuckoos do and plant their eggs in another solitary bee's nest. And then that other solitary bee, a completely different species, will rear its young. So there's all that sort of going on. But in the middle of this, I come home the other night and um, I sat down. Sally and Jimmy were out. I just sat down in the chair. I thought, you know what? I had a bad couple of days and just fucking sat down. And I thought, God, it's windy. Because I could hear the chimney, the fire, the, the, not when we lit the fire or anything, because it's the summer, of course, in the west of Ireland, 13 degrees and raining. But I thought, wow, it's really blowing a gale out there. And then I looked out and there's no wind at all. And then I opened the fire and a bee came out and I thought, oh, fuck. (laughs) And they swarmed on the chimney and all like, and they send out these little bees to sort of scout. And I could, he came out and he he must have said, lads, there's air down here before I close the door. And all I could hear was dig, 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 dig of the glass of our uh, big stove. And it was like, oh, Jesus. So um, miraculously, uh, we managed to get it so that I lit the smallest of smoky fires and uh, put it on there. And they kind of went away and uh, sent a smoke signal up because you couldn't get somebody up. Because interestingly, if anybody ever gets a swarm of bees, you can actually look at swarms.ie and beekeepers will come and take the swarm. They literally cover them in a bag, take them and put them into a thing, hive, because they need swarms. That's that's how they make honey. Um, but of course, I wasn't going to let some beekeeper, you can imagine it, couldn't you? Some fella turns up with a, a nitrogen bag. He says, I grabbed that chair on a ladder at the top. Oh, my house. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, I just had a vision of this man dying. So I thought, right, I'm not going to do that. And the next day I came home and again, they were back. So um, fortunately, we, we don't burn turf here because it's it's not great for the environment. But the turf uh, trucks go up and down the road here. And um, depending on how good the farmers are feeling, they don't stack the turf really well when the money's good. So they must have been lobbing it on because there's turf all over the place. All the country roads are just full of bits of turf. So I thought, right, we're going to nab some of that nice damp turf under a bit of coal, make it really, really smoky. That's what we did yesterday. And they kind of off. But these bastards, they could they could swarm anywhere. They could swarm in your underpants. They wouldn't swarm in my underpants. Why are you not wearing any? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, uh, what? Because yeah, because I have bees that go in. I think they're. I thought they were wasps. I don't know what the difference is. Are, are like? Can you get bees that are small? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do they look like wasps? Uh, you know, you can get hoverflies that look like wasps. But these, but wasps swarm, don't they? Uh, they have. They don't swarm really. No, they. Um, they have a hive. They can do if if a badger gets into a, a wasp's nest, 
they'll come out again and then build another one. But they they tend to build a nest like in a ditch or something, in nice sandy soil. Okay. And they and they and they kind of build these most beautiful, like paper lanterns almost that you might buy in IKEA. Beep. As we mentioned, the shop. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know the, the really intricate sort of papery things with all these caverns, and they they actually build it, and it's got it's like a little labyrinth inside. And you'll see them when dogs or people have a go at them and they rip them out. And uh, yeah, you, you'll see them sort of lowish down. Because you I've, might have a you might have a wasp's nest. Yeah, just in where the window, where the the the, the lip comes of the roof comes over. Uh, it's kind of a plastic. These are kind of newish houses, so it's kind of plastic. It's an, a little awning, I suppose, over the window, and they've somehow got yeah, into yeah. the cracks in there, and they're in there. Um, but I don't. I, I mean, they're not getting into the house. I, I'm happy with them being there. Like, why no. not? What, what, what are they yeah. going to do? They're not not doing me any harm. Um, but what's a bumblebee then? Is a bumblebee is that is that just something people call it? Is that a, is that just a nickname for a bee? Is it a type of bee? Well, some bumblebees come out early, and they're the queen of. A particular type so they could be a carder bee like a a queen common carder and then she'll go off and find a mate and then build uh, a hive okay um some of the bumblebees are solitary bumblebees so they just come out um find another one some of them are called masonry bees and they live in masonry so if you drill holes in bricks and stuff you'll get them living in bricks and little bits of sort of old stone cottages well we have a thing down in our local park here in newbridge called the bee hotel with little holes in it so they can they yep. can go in there and, and make their homes in there okay this is all very interesting so i didn't realize you could just have a bee that just does its own thing and isn't part of a isn't part of a, a bunch a, a swarm a, a hive yeah. that's mad yeah. it is mad yeah 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 and there's wasps as well there's some beautiful wasps there's one which is kind of bright green torso and a red ruby red backside on it and i saw one of them up at the cliffs the other day and they they look they look terrifying they look like they are just a stinging machine but they're not they're just they're another they're a cuckoo wasp so they'll lay their eggs that if you've got a wasp's nest in your house this little wasp will go in drop its egg and out and they'll go oh look somebody's just a little egg there let's let's better feed it Let's look little, after it. Little fuckers. <laughs> yeah, little fuckers is right. Ooh, little fuckers. Is very, I did not know any of that, Mike. Jesus Christ. Well, I didn't know an awful lot about it either. But you got rid of the bees out of your chimney, and that's the main thing, and they're not coming back this time, you hope? I hope so, yeah, because it would be a bit of an inconvenience if they did go there. I mean, there's plenty of forestry. They can go into the forest and do it there where nature intended yeah, but they do like an old sort of hard bit of concrete or whatever, uh, or you know, oh look at this, it's kind of warm because the heat of the house is kind of going up that chimney, and it's like oh it's circular, it's kind of nice, we can yeah. hang it here, oh yeah. lovely, yeah. yeah. And then we we light a fire in September, and all of a sudden, zzz! yeah, not good. And of course, yeah, that's that is yeah, okay, wow, good man, you saved some bees then, you, you're saving. And what's the issue then? Because there was a news story recently about some. Some this is so this is how we deal with environmental issues in in this world in this world in the country. So England, so like you know we're all fucking pushing the earth to its you know nth to, yes. the, to the to to its maximum, 
we're going harder, faster, more. We want more, we want more things. We want to buy more shit. We want to whatever, just keep giving us things. We want to drill, going to get oil out of the ground and make plastic things. And anyway, but the bees are dying because of all this activity. And the UK has, an, has a bee problem. So there was a bunch of lads, uh, scientists slash, I don't know, government officials went over to Sweden to try and steal some bees to bring back. Did, did you hear about this? No, did no, I didn't know. Yeah. So, no, uh, I, I, I believe they were caught or I don't know how, but that was a thing that was happening. They were going over to Sweden. They were bringing back these bees because the, the, the bee population in the UK was fucked. And that's how that was their way of dealing with. It. And it became a sort of a, like an environmental issue or a thing or a, like a, a scandal, I suppose. I mean, it's not like, it's not like, you yeah. know, it's not the usual sort of like member of the Tory party sleeping with a, with a, a young lady that should be working for him sort of scandal. But yeah, robbing bees from the Swedes. And uh, it's just typical sort of like, instead of like trying to sitting down trying to figure out how, how to sort out the bee problem, they just go and nick bees from someone else. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, it's like, well, the Swedes have bees. Let's just take over their country and uh, and <laughs> colonize, the, colonize the Swedes and then take their Which, bees. You know, and, and that's a really bad idea because there's an awful lot of bees uh, and they, they've started crossbreeding them now. And they'll, again, here we go, we start out-competing. So those bees start out-competing our native honeybees, which is what we want, um, regardless of whether we want honey or not. Honey is just a byproduct, which technically we shouldn't use. I, you know, I'm not a great honey person. I wouldn't, you know, I don't want to be robbing bees of what they've done. Yeah. They're doing this great job. What they have to do is pollinate. And if they don't pollinate, we're screwed. Because 90% of the stuff on this planet that we eat has to have grass and grain and flowering plants on it. You know, it's, you know, it feeds our meat. It feeds us. If they don't get pollinated, that's it. Nothing breeds, nothing grows, no tomatoes, no fruit, no nothing, 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 nothing. No rain or rivers flow. Do they know the bees are always going to die? Yeah, you could get Sting to record that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we should finish up there. We're not going to. We're not going to better that joke. Um, Yes. So, so are we kind of? We're kind of fucked, then, Mike. Are we? No, we just have to look after stuff. Just have to stop mowing stuff and and keeping stuff clean and tidy and bleach and everything and just fucking you know uh there's a there's a time for that obviously when you got coronavirus but that's looking after us but we got to look after the other stuff yeah yeah. we're obsessed with like nice lawns and tidy things and fucking you know perfectness and all that kind of stuff i i the one thing that always struck me when i when i lived in london or when i was in the uk was the amount of and I, i remember somebody explaining it as like it was a type of a pollution but it was like um like a visual pollution, uh, aesthetic pollution, it, it, the amount of signs and uh, like road markings and uh, like every fucking, every junction had like 12 different yeah. road markings and 14 signs and different arrows going this way. And everywhere you go, there was a fucking sign and a point and an arrow and a road marking and a thing. It was just like, Jesus Christ. Like it was getting like, it was almost like 
it's almost like that thing in work. If one if one little thing goes wrong, then that's a, that's a whole new rule. You know, if if something yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like every time something happened in England, that was another sign and another road marking. And it was yeah. It, I, I I don't know if it's still as cluttered, but it just seemed to be like, oh, for God's sake, like how far is this going to go? You know, it's like it's like Ireland with the roundabouts with the traffic lights on them. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. And around here, they've actually stopped mowing the roundabouts. Brilliant. And they and they put signs in saying this is because of pollination. Yeah, you have to tell people because otherwise you're ringing up going, they haven't cut the grass on the roundabouts. It's, oh, it's unreal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why aren't they cutting the grass for just there? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I, Jesus. I can't. Yeah. And people say, I can't see over the roundabout. You're not supposed to. <laughs> you just go around right. it. Go around it. Don't worry about what's over there. Once, yeah. you do the, once you do the right thing, you'll be fine. <laughs> but the funny thing is, it's the fucking busy bodies that are killing the fucking busy bees. The, uh, <laughs> that's a manual for life right there. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. We could do a, a, a volume of books, a weekend in Athlone, and then a busy, <laughs> busy, busy body bodies killing, killing the bees. busy bees. Your it's a country and western song. Your busy body ways are killing my busy bees. <laughs> now buzz off. <laughs> we should get Buzz Aldrin involved. Is he still alive? Uh, I think so. Actually, and this is bringing the whole podcast full circle because at the start I, I started by singing three lines on the shirt oh yeah Frank Skinner one of the guys who wrote that song with uh, with Badil and uh, Ian Brody from the Lightning Seeds his son is called Buzz wow wow he must oh. have been shit faced when he did that <laughs> he doesn't drink he's a big <laughs> fan of he's a big fan of space and travel and Buzz Aldrin and, and Armstrong and all those guys he, he used to drink though he did drink a lot, but he yes. but he stopped drinking before he got famous. Like he was, he stopped drinking and then became famous. He wasn't drinking when he was like one of the lads on the front of load and all that. Three lines in the shirt. They weren't. He wasn't a drinker then. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. I thought he was a drinker. Then he kind of gave it up, and that's why he became unfunny. <laughs> he uh, he no, he stopped drinking. As as far as I remember, he stopped drinking kind of and then he went back to college and he became a he was a lecturer for a while and then yes, yeah. and then started doing stand-up then and uh, that's how he, he hooked up with um uh mr Badil. but uh yeah he stopped drinking a long time ago but he was but he, he he made the most of his time in the 90s with the ladies as far as i can as far as i can tell. good lad so don't good you lad. worry and about I, him. I, no, I'm not worried about him. And I, I don't like Badil and Skinner because of the football stuff, because it's all a bit sort of like, yeah, 1966. And, and your man Badil can be a little bit sort of, oh, I've got lots of facts and, uh, you know, and I'm going to use them. And the other fellas are a bit sort of like, don't do that. Kind of thing. But I preferred Badil when he was with the other guy called Newman. Newman and Badil. Had, yeah. Oh, whatever happened? They were really funny. That's your girlfriend, that is. Yeah, that's you, that is. That's <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> See that old man over there. Uh, yeah, they, they were very funny, but I, I was a big fan of uh, Skinner and Medeal because I liked football and I loved fantasy football, that TV show. And then they did Skinner and Medeal Unplanned, which they basically, it was a live show. They sat on the couch and they just did a, created a show in front of a live audience, which I was a big fan of as well. But... Uh, yeah, big fan of Frank Skinner. And I know that people used to call my wife Stato. Oh, Stato. 
based on one of those programs. I've never seen it, nor has she, but she can drag useless facts out of pretty much anywhere. Yeah, so Stato was the guy that they had on fantasy football, and he would literally, he was kind of just there in the background, and if anything, any interesting anything interesting was said, he'd have a fact about it, and uh, yeah, he was Stato, and the crowd would go, Stato, Stato, Stato. Good times, the 90s. Yeah. Or were they? That's Mike? my wife, that is. Yeah, they weren't good times. They were bad, bad for your skin. People had and shit, shit skin, television. And which is remarkably lads drinking lager. And and looking at pictures of babes in magazines with no tops on. Yeah, loaded. Ooh. Yeah. And ladettes. Ladettes. What was all that about? Ladettes. We just stupid. We just didn't know yeah. any better. Going out, getting mullocked. Yeah, girls getting mullocked like freaked out in the morning. It's funny because they would have seen that as a sort of a like a a feminist movement almost like you know and that like well, we're, we're, we're going out drinking with the lads we're going to watch football we're going to drink lag or whatever but that was just that you know thinking that well let's behave more like men which is but it's better now because it's women just behaving like themselves and saying we just want to behave like ourselves thank you very much go fuck yourselves yeah um got a bit heavy there at the end we didn't that's true that is <laughs> So anyway, before uh, I started doing this podcast, I was I was Googling things that rhymed with three lines on the shirt just for the crack. I don't know why. That's how my brain works. I'd come up with two of them. Um, three lined roads in Perth and felines on the church. I don't know why I'm doing this and it's of no Fee- interest to anybody except me. Um, but if I, 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 the, I Googled um, anti can you see that? Look, tree line, yep. tree lined road in Perth. There's a tree lined road in Perth. Oh yeah, and then suburban street in Perth, Australia. And here you go, felines on a church. And then there's a little picture oh, of, a, of a cat on a cats. church. So I'm just come up with some alternatives. So if you think of anything that rhymes with tree lines, tree lines on on a shirt on the shirt, uh, let me know, and I'll and I'll Google it for you. I was particularly fond of the football song, now that you bring it up, of when England went to South Africa. And uh, you know that... Have you heard that version of the song when they went to English? the England team went to South Africa? Yeah. Um, In the jungle, the mighty jungle, uh, something three lines sleeps tonight. And then... The lie, three lions sleeps tonight, and then a win away, a win away, oh. a win away. Yeah, and it was quite good. Okay, I'm that's... probably not doing it justice. Yeah, no, well, no, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, a win away, a win away. Yeah, I thought it was quite good. It's good. That was I when like the Vuvuzelos came out. Yeah, the Vuvuzelos. Jesus, yeah, they had to be banned, then, didn't they, from matches? Yeah, ridiculous. Bastards. Anyway, one last thing before we go, scaries. Uh, SUP stand up paddleboard tours. Shout out to those guys. I don't know if they listen to the podcast, I don't know who they are. I believe your nephew works for them. He does, he's a sup trainer type guy. He takes people on sup tours. Those dudes are cool, yeah. Those dudes are cool. And recently, he saved a gull, a gull called Jerry the Gull. The gull landed on his sup board when they were out, and uh, it was covered in fishing net. And it couldn't do anything. It was like, rrr, rrr, rrr. so like, I'm there's... fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I've got fish. 
fucking fucked. That's basically what they're saying, isn't it? And my, my nephew, Joe, ripped his stuff off him. And then, sort of in thanks to them almost, he popped onto the girl who was next to him, her sub board, and stayed with them for the rest of the day. Jerry. Beautiful. Jerry the gull. Jerry the gull. And yeah. I, I well, put up pictures yeah. on my Instagram, and I, I shared them on Twitter as well. Uh, Scaries. So if you're thinking of doing something this summer and you're in the area of Scaries, go up to the Scaries folk. They look after people and wildlife too. Oh they're, yeah, beautiful. That's like an advert. They're good folk. They're good, and they just retweeted. They re, they shared my Instagram post that I, I mentioned. Um, oh, brilliant! And now my wife has just messaged me. Where are you, hon? <laughs> are you supposed to be doing something? Probably. She's downstairs cleaning the garden. So, oh. how do you clean a garden? Oh, Don't clean your garden. Pollinate for she's Christ's tidying, sake. She's tidying. She's tidying up. She's Visions just, of the she's just clipping the leaves of things i don't know she does gardening things she um she asked me to start up the mower for her and i was like i'll do the mower i'll cut the grass in a minute when i'm ready later and then because she couldn't she couldn't start it you know and then and then a few minutes later i heard it going so she obviously got it started she wasn't waiting for me so maybe i'm in the bad books so you failed as a husband yet again pretty much every day mike yeah but that's a chat for luke yeah, you need to speak to Luke. Did you ask Luke about my quandary that I asked you to ask Luke about? I forgot. Yeah. What's Would the you... fucking point of you going to like see some guy if you can't get some stuff for me for free? I'll send I... you Luke's number. No, I don't want to pay him. I want you to. Uh, I want you to be pretend to be me. Oh yes, send me on the message. Send me on the question again. <laughs> I've forgotten what it was. You see, that's the other thing. You just forget bad things that happen. Um, or, do, or do we just put them in the back of our minds on a shelf? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, listen, thanks. It was a very busy show. It, uh, <laughs> it was a very busy show. And we've been actually... One, one last thing, one very last thing. We've actually got a request from an OG oh, who yeah. works for a big company who is interested in doing a podcast. Now, I don't know if there's any money in this. But his wife actually texted me saying, or she actually sent me a voice message saying, uh, we've just been on the road for the last hour. We listened to your last podcast. I didn't know you did it, she said, um, but we really liked it. And Ed would like to do one for work. He thinks it'd be a good idea of the hotel group that he works for oh, yeah. doing a little podcast so they can tell what's happening in their area and stuff. Yeah. And um this guy now is not backwards and coming forwards at all. Like he, he, he would ask anything of anyone. And he said, um, yeah, she, she said, it's just, he's, he's a little bit, um, he's a little bit shy and he didn't want to ask you. Wow. Too shy. It must be big. If he's thinking he's shy, that's it's a good an, thing. It's an important thing. Yeah. yeah I think there, it could must be, be, yeah. there could be something in that, Mike. I think there could as well. Yeah. We go around the world interviewing general managers of hotels in a certain group, and every week they can log on instead of doing their morning meeting. Yeah. They can log on for ten minutes and just see, listen, what's happening in Bangkok this week. Just putting it out there, Bangkok. Maybe we get a five night all inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bangkok, good. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we go to Bangkok. We stay there for the week. 
we find oh, out yeah. what's going on. None of this Zoom shit. No, None of no, this no, nice Zoom, th- Zoom isn't great. It doesn't work. You need to no, be there uh, first. Yeah, yeah, you do. You know, you need to press the flesh. You need to, you need to get a sense of the place. <clears throat> yeah, very much so. Do some OB stuff. Yeah, right we'd there. have to, we'd have to interview the guy and then have and then chat to him. And we'd do, the, he'd, it'd be Mike and Keith chatting to the general managers. You know, that'd be the podcast. Yeah, and what do you do? We could ask them the same questions, right? And yeah. then we could say, the last one is, what do you do to relax? And they say, oh, I usually go out and take some heroin. Okay, so we'll go out and take some heroin with you this week, just to give a flavor <laughs> of what happens. Maybe not. That's probably a bad idea. Beep, beep. Where's the beep machine? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. We should do that. And then, yeah. um, and then Bangkok, straight to Perth. We could do, just do a world tour, just keep traveling. Pretty much, yeah, 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 and yeah, visit different because they've got multi properties in multi cities, and just you know, we could talk like to low level supervisors, yeah, you know, anybody, just keep it going for eternity, just talk yeah, to yeah, whoever, just talk to everybody from Guests. hotel and, and from every yeah. hotel, and I could probably just keep doing the job I'm doing just remotely, remotely. Yeah. yeah, 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 brilliant. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. You you tell them yes and book the plane tickets for the first trip. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Off to probably off to London first of all. Brilliant. Yeah, can't wait. All right, no. see you in London, Mike. Okay, see you next week in London. <laughs> Yay! What I bring? Nothing. <laughs> just wear underpants, just in case the plane crashes. <laughs> uh, there's a nest of bees in my underpants. <laughs> can't wear them. Okay. Nanu, right. nanu, 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 nanu. Okay. Um, so. This has been the Keith Walsh podcast with your host, Keith Walsh. Me, yes, Keith yeah, Walsh. Yeah. And Mike Marin, my pal. And, and if, you, if you want to contact us... My wife is ringing me now. Oh, oh look, it's got... His, his ring to... Oh, he's actually got a, an emoji. S-U, heart, or two others. Does that mean you've got two other women on the go? Uh, or it could is be my wife or it could be two other people. I've just got... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes this has been the Keith Walsh podcast with Mike Marin thanks for listening thanks to Acast and uh, that's all really oh yeah the email address is keithwalshpod at gmail.com if you want to get in touch yeah yeah okay yeah. I have to go and find my wife next, next stop Bangkok can't wait in so many ways <laughs> mind yourself bye <laughs>